0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about Vox's efforts to indoctrinate young children. So if you keep up with politics, odds are you've heard of Vox.com. They are a left-wing political news site and they're one of the sites that I try to keep up with to get a left-wing perspective on what's going on. The other day, I was going through their site and I happened to notice that they actually have an entire program dedicated to children that they call Today Explained to Kids. Based on what I can gather from their site, this whole thing is something they just started this summer to deal with the fact that a lot of parents and children are cooped up at home together because of the ongoing pandemic. So I guess they figured, hey, let's create some content that politically, socially-minded parents, like the people who might read our site, can go over with their kids together while they're both stuck at home, and while I guess I don't have a problem with that concept innately, I do find some of the topics they've chosen to cover very questionable. Of course, some of the issues they go over are pretty innocuous stuff like the pandemic. What's going on? Why are we all inside? It does make sense to go over that with kids, since odds are their lives are being affected in a pretty huge way right now. And they also have a module on boredom, which again, Seems topical, it's age appropriate, I don't have a problem there. It's actually when I came across this page entitled Systemic Racism Explained to Kids that I began to worry a little. So, we're going to be talking about what, at least according to Vox, is the best way for parents to explain systemic racism to their young children. But first, I have an announcement. By now, you all probably know that the best way to support the show, aside from, of course, liking, sharing, and subscribing, is to head on over to blazeTV.com and subscribe over there. Well, now, subscribers to BlazeTV.com have an extra benefit, and that is exclusive access to an all-new documentary. How much have the Bidens been compromised by the Chinese communist regime? Well, find out in the bombshell documentary, Riding the Dragon, exclusive to Blaze TV. From the directors behind the explosive Clinton cash, there's a new revealing documentary showing how, for decades, the Biden family has used Joe Biden's public service to line their own pockets. But the alarming scandal is much deeper, than a public official's corruption. Writing the Dragon reveals how and why the Chinese Communist Party gave Joe Sun's private equity firm a sweetheart deal worth in excess a billion dollars. Become a Blaze TV subscriber and watch the documentary in its entirety. Start your free trial today and save $20 off a one-year subscription with the code DRAGON20. You won't want to miss this. Back to Vox, though, they start off their lesson on systemic racism by writing, Summer is coming to an end and as we head back to school here on the Island of Explained, we're thinking about the fun times we've had with the Experimoth and Board the Whale. But we're also thinking about some of the hard issues this summer has raised. News about people being killed because of the color of their skin. Now, if you're anything like me when I first read that piece, you're probably having some questions right now. Things like, what are the Island of the Explained, the Experimoth, and Board the Whale? The Island of the Explained is basically the imaginary, whimsical, fun island that Vox, ask kids to imagine that they are on while learning about all of these new concepts. And the Experimoth and Aboard the Whale are things that were introduced to the children on the Island of the Explained when they were learning about coronavirus and boredom respectively. And now the next question you may have is that if a child is still young enough where they still believe and find utility in something called the Experimoth, Is it really age appropriate to be having a discussion with them about allegedly systemic racially-based police shootings. To which I, at least personally, would probably say, heck no, get away from those children, you crazy person. But to which Vox apparently thinks, heck yeah. Although Vox never explicitly mentions exactly what age group they intend this program to be for based on clips like this, I would imagine they're thinking somewhere in the six to nine years old range.
1: The following episode is intended for young audiences, like really young audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Little pro tip here, box. If you are designing content specifically for a, quote, very young audience, maybe do something that doesn't require a discretion warning. You know, just just a thought. But anyway, another thing that reinforces the idea that, yes, Vox is targeting very young children with this program is the super childish-sounding theme song they have to their podcast. And by the way, since this is just a podcast recording, we don't really have any video or anything to go along with it, so I thought it would be fun, upon requests from many of you, to instead include some Jelly Bean B-roll. Enjoy. Based on hearing that theme song, I would assume that the content it's for would be meant for kids as young as heck, even four or five years old. But when you listen to the rest of this podcast, they go into some pretty adult themes. Here's another clip to listen to. And keep in mind with this, that they are on the Island of the Explained, which is an imaginary magical place where anything is possible. You probably know the drill.
1: The Merriam-Webb's tree.
2: Yeah, I see it. A lot of webs?
1: Yeah, the webs tree is a dictionary tree, and all those shiny webs are actually definitions of words.
2: Check it out. Yeah, I can see them, kind of. The words have just grown together.
1: Yeah, there's tons of ways these words are all connected to each other, and... Wait, do you hear something?
2: Um, who's up in the tree?
1: What? That's weird. Who are you, and what are you
2: doing up there? Oh, hey there, I'm Kennedy Mitchum. I'm up here working to fix up the Merriam-Web Street.
0: And now, despite this very infantile premise of the merriam webster on the island of the explained, the dictionary definition they're actually going to be discussing on the podcast is the one for racism, because according to the guests they have, the previous definition of racism just didn't fully capture the struggling that people of color go through.
2: When I would talk about my experiences going to a white school where I was the only black girl in class, a lot of people would reach out to me and say, no, that's not racism, and then they would point to this definition.
1: Oh, the the old definition you've been trying to fix? I see it here dangling, I can just grab it.
2: Racism
0: is a belief.
1: Yo, what? <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot to mention, the webs and all the other things in this forest read themselves.
0: Seriously, if you have to have this whole bit where you're on this imaginary island where there's this magic dictionary tree with words that are fruit that read themselves, like, the kid you're talking to in that case probably isn't ready to have a discussion about systemic racism. And it is interesting that this guest mentions her experiences being one of the only black girls at a predominantly white school because I actually think that is a situation that potentially could be an age-appropriate lesson for very young children. Vox could use this as a kicking off point to discuss things like bullying and kindness and how people who look different than you can still be your friends. Those are all discussions that, at their core, are technically anti-racist while still being age-appropriate. But... No. Instead, Vox decides that this needs to be a full-blown debate about systemic racism. We have another podcast segment to listen to together, but first I want to tell you all about our awesome sponsor, Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience in online classes built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable, which is perfect for the online ongoing pandemic. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. When everyone is stuck at home right now, you don't need to be wasting time. You could be earning your degree. So go from dreaming to doing. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There is no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. So go to Ashford .edu/lauren again that's ashford.edu/lauren ashford.edu/lauren so they know that our show sent you and just so you know not all programs are available in all states racism is a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race that is a perfectly valid and usable definition of racism even though i don't think it's something that young children would even be able to understand based on their levels of comprehension. But no, with this podcast, Fox really wants to drive home to children that racism isn't just something between individuals, it is systemic, it is societal.
2: There are a lot of systems that are in place to keep people of color behind in a lot of different ways. It's more than just, I just don't like black people because.
0: It's not just personal prejudice. It's systemic. And if that's not bad enough to top it all off, next one of the podcast guests begins listing examples of systemic racism that aren't even examples of systemic racism.
1: So Kennedy, you're talking about systemic
2: racism. Julia, it sounds like you know what that is? Yes, I do know what systemic racism is. Hmm. One neighborhood that is predominantly white could have more money going into their homes, but a minority neighborhood could have less money going into their homes, schools, and they stay that way because they don't have as much.
1: Yeah, systemic racism is when racism is part of the fabric of society. There are problems with racism in our neighborhoods, like you said, or schools, in police departments.
0: Wealth disparities between white and non-white neighborhoods are not, in and of themselves, systemic racism. Like Even if you believe in that and that's your thing, if anything, they are the result of systemic racism. If you wanted to give examples of systemic racism, you would say things like redlining in the past, unequal access to things like mortgages and jobs. If you're gonna try to brainwash kids, at least get your own ideology straight. That podcast episode is almost 30 minutes long, so you can just imagine what the rest of it is like, but as I mentioned earlier, the podcast isn't the only component of the lesson. It also comes with some worksheets. In these worksheets, kids are given pictures of different people of different races, ages, and genders, and told to label them with different adjectives. Children are then taught new vocabulary terms, things like bias, which is described as favoring something often in a way that is closed-minded or unfair. They're also taught that implicit bias are the unconscious attitudes, beliefs, and stereotypes that affect how we think about and treat others. Kids are then told to take the photos of the people and the labels with adjectives they just made and put them into two different piles, like me And not like me, Vox, teaching six-year-olds they're racist for the good of white guilt. And in another activity, kids are told to imagine their ideal community and are asked to break down the racial makeup of their actual neighborhoods. They're also asked how often they see police and whether there are a lot of homeless people around them. You know, just your average, fun family activity. And predictably, Vox uses this to start a discussion about a type of systemic racism called environmental racism. They explain that, quote, Yes, minority group neighborhoods face unfair hazards like toxic waste facilities, garbage dumps, decaying buildings with asbestos, and playgrounds with lead paint. However, Indigenous, Black, Latinx, and other communities of color, both rural and urban, have joined together globally as an environmental justice movement to fight for healthy neighborhoods they deserve. So Vox wants kids to know that society puts dumps next to brown people, because society hates brown people, but you know what? Brown people all over the world are fighting back for justice and the environment because brown people good, white people not so much. Imagine being, say, a six-year-old child in 2020, growing up believing that you live in a world where society actually treats non-white people this badly. Even if you believe in all of this nonsense, children shouldn't have to deal with the emotional burdens of adults because they're not in a position to do anything about it. In the future, when they're older, sure, which is why we should equip our children with the knowledge and the values they need to improve the world, but, I mean, this this is just indoctrination and guilt-tripping for the sake of ideology. But people like Vox like it because it turns children into little activists for their cause. Case in point, on their YouTube channel, Vox dedicated an entire video to a speech a fifth grader made all about how she, as a black person, was being racially discriminated against.
2: It's funny how the world has different time zones. How it could be Saturday on this side of the world and Friday somewhere else. Yet somehow, the United States of America is stuck in 1920. That was a hundred years ago. Yet we're still fighting for our lives, for our place here.
0: When you force feed children this type of propaganda from the moment they're out of the womb, you're not making them stronger or smarter or anything like that. The only thing you're doing is making them scared of the world around them and bitter. This little girl, this little fifth grade girl is actually under the impression, because I'm sure it's what she's been told by her parents and by her school, that the world around her hates her and is going to try to kill her because of her skin color. And If you don't believe me, if you think I'm exaggerating, just listen to this.
2: What did we ever do to make them hate us so much? I know for a fact they love our culture, they love to steal our braids, the way we talk, anything we call ours, but when it's that one white bad cop and that one innocent black person That black person fears for their life.
0: Aside from the emotional trauma that this little girl must experience, believing that the entire world is against her just because she's black, I can also guarantee you that she already hates white people. Because, I mean, she would have to, right? She thinks they hate her and her family and are trying to kill everybody who looks like her. How else is she supposed to feel about them? Just listen to the way she's already talking. Does this sound like someone who wants racial harmony and wants to get along with white people who thinks that she can have friends who are white? No.
2: See, when I was younger, teachers used to ask kids what they wanted to be when they grew up. Some kids said famous. I was one of those kids. But now I changed my answer. The thing I want to be when I grow up is alive. How do I know that I'm going to make it out alive if I'm suspicious doing nothing? I'm suspicious when I'm at my own house, sleeping in my own bed.
0: This little girl actually believes that she could be walking down the street or just be in bed and a cop would come hunt her down and shoot her because she is black. That is not a belief that is based in any type of reality. That is purely ideological and that anybody would want to inflict that on such a young girl, I think is disgusting. And as much as I disagree with what this child is saying, I still have to remind myself that it's not her fault. She's just a child. She's only parroting what adults have probably been telling her her entire life. Absolutely nothing we have seen from Vox today helps children overcome racism. It only helps them embrace it. But that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I would love to hear what you all think. Are you surprised to see this type of content targeting children? Why or why not? And do you think this is going to become more and more common in schools? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see See you next time.